0: Hey, friends, this is Shugbury, and I am the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I am so thankful that you even found us amongst all of the podcasts of this world. I've got a great show coming up for you. And if you enjoyed it, will you do me a favor? Wherever you're listening to your podcast, would you rate it? Um, Hopefully it's going to be a five. Why do we do this? Because it allows us to rise up amongst all of the other podcasts. And why do we want to rise up? So we can bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the darkest corners of the world. So would you partner with us? Rate the show each and every time that you listen to your podcast. And I will love you even more for it. This is Sugbury. Over and out.
1: Welcome to Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry.
2: Hey,
1: ladies.
0: I can't wait till we get into this interview. I am so excited. My name is Shugbury, and I am the host of Him for Her Radio Women's Hot Topics. And it's spelled H-I-M number for her Radio Women's Hot Topics. As a matter of fact, you can find us online at himforher.org. There are five initiatives that our ministry does and radio is just one of them. The other is speaking engagements, prison ministry, prison mentoring, and housing for women leaving prison. I believe that we need to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the darkest corners of the world. And you guys, I love women. You guys, we're on Zoom now, and we have a hot topic today, and I am with my co-host today, Linda Burns, who's got these pipes on her. That's like nobody's business, so go to Zoom. Check it out. Linda Burns, thank you for coming on with us. Oh,
1: thanks, Shug. It's great to be here.
0: I'm so glad that you're here, and John, our producer in the back, who's always trying to make me look good, thank you that I have not been fired yet. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Shug. So we have a hot topic today that I chose. I know a lot of you listeners call in, or or, uh, you write me, actually, you don't call me. And you tell me the topics that you want to have. So here's the topic for today. I'm going to hold up the book. You need to see this. Okay, so I'm not going to lie. I'm 61. I got two grown children, and I I wanted this interview more than anybody else. It's called Doing Life with Your Adult Children. Now, it's the tagline that I love the most. Keep your mouth shut. And the welcome mat out, and it is written by Jim Burns, and we have the Mister Celebrity Jim Burns with us today. Jim, thank you so much for coming on.
3: I am so excited and so pumped to be with you Good. and all these girls. I love it. I, I I live in a home. I have three daughters and a wife, and even a female dog. So I'm used to being around. uh, (laughs) Lots of estrogen happening in my life. Yeah,
0: yep, yep. You just got to tow your own rope when you're the only testosterone dude in the group. Mm -hmm. So, um, Linda, would you do me a favor and share uh, with our listeners who Jim Burns is and tell us a little bit about
1: him. Okay, I can do that. It's a great bio. Wow, I was impressed. Jim Burns is president of Homeward and the executive director of Homeward Center for Youth and Family at Azusa Pacific University. Jim speaks to thousands of people around the world each year. He's close to 2 million resources in print, 2 million in print, in 20 languages. wow. He primarily writes and speaks on the values of Homeward, which are strong marriages, confident parents, empowered kids, and healthy leaders. Some of his most popular books are Confident Parenting, The Purity Code, Creating an Intimate Marriage, Closer, and Doing Life with Your Adult Children, the one we are currently have. Jim and his wife, Kathy, live in Southern California and have three grown daughters, Christy, Rebecca, and Heidi, two son-in-laws, Steve and Matt, and two grandchildren, James and Charlotte. Welcome, Jim. Wow. That's so Great impressive. You. I, you know, when I was, I, I have to admit, um, when I was reading, I started reading your book, I was going to skim it, and it was so good, I couldn't skim it. I had to read the whole thing cover to cover. Now, tell and, them why. How many kids well, do you have and how many grandkids I do you have? have well, I have three grand, I have three children, two daughters and a son, and two son-in-laws and a daughter-in-law, and ten grandchildren. So
3: ten grandchildren.
1: Yes, yes, and yeah. I think that's the reason she asked me to be on this show is because <laughs> I always said to her, "Just keep your mouth shut." Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I go to her for advice from time to time. Well, I
0: first go to the Lord, uh, of
1: course, gotta make that right,
0: and then yeah. I go to Linda. Linda's yeah. second next to Jesus. Yeah. Oh boy.
1: <laughs> so I wanted to find out from you um, what exactly you know was going on in your life. What prompted you to write this book? It's like, it's amazing. Cover to cover. It is amazing. And Mm -hmm. I've read a lot of books.
3: It was desperation. I mean, I had three kids (laughs) who were becoming adults. Let's face it. You know, I used to laugh at our kids. They get to be eight. You know, my kids are now in their thirties, but they'd be like 18, 19. And they'd say, but I'm an adult. Yeah. And I'd go, well, then act like an adult, you know, (laughs) and then they would want their freedom. And at the same time, they would want some money uh, and want us to keep paying for the cell phone and whatnot. And, so we were struggling with it, but then we realized our friend group was also struggling. And then HomeWorks, the largest provider of parenting seminars in the United States. And so really? we would come into a seminar, we'd be talking about, you know, confident parenting or energizing your kid's spiritual life or, you know, talking to your kids about sex, but we're talking about younger kids. Right. And then somebody would come up and say, but what about my 23-year-old who's, you know, violating values? Or what about my, you know, 25-year-old who is failing to launch or, how long do we keep them on the, you know, on the bank account? And all of a sudden, we realized it was a big deal. Finally, a friend of mine asked me to speak in Hawaii, of all places. Can you speak in Honolulu? Let me no pray problem. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then he said, well, I want you to speak on parenting adult children. I went, oh, no. But Kathy and I will be there. We'll speak on something else. And then we'll sit in the front row because we're desperate. <laughs> and his wife came back and said, we prayed about it, Jim. You're the one to do this. And I was like, oh, great. She used the prayer, you know, the mm-hmm. prayer prayer. Uh, uh, guilt. can't say it. no to that. No, no. And it ended up, I figured there'd be, you know, five of us sitting around a table. I had just come from a general session. There was about 4,500 of this thing. And they announced that I was going to be in a different room. Well, the different room was because it was so popular. And we had mainly parents of adult kids. But we had some adult kids, too, saying, I go, you don't have adult kids. They go, "Oh no, my mom needs to hear this. Uh, <laughs> she needs to hear what you know, I'm say. recording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. So it, it's become a major thing. I mean, we just last week. Now the book has been out for over a year. Just last week, it was number one in three categories on Amazon. So it wow. just keeps on wow. coming. And I think it's because it's hit a nerve. And it's a, it's and frankly, I mean, you asked me a, a short question. I made it long, but uh, no. answered. But it was because <laughs> it was desperation with us. I mean, we honestly, Kathy and I said we thought it was going to be easier. We didn't think it was going to be as complicated. And we watched all three of our kids, who are, by the way, great kids, but we watched them take a bump. Two of them went to Christian colleges, and during the Christian college time, and Christy, who's uh, our oldest, said, I had to disown my parents' faith to own my own faith. Now, we didn't know that during that time, but we could see her making some choices. Mm -hmm. And Becca started spending time with pastor's kids, and we were like, oh, this is great. And then we realized a lot of those pastor's kids, it was their time of kind of rebelling. And um so, you know, all of them kind of took a bump and not terrible bumps. I mean, we don't have the stories that, you know, some of your your listeners and watchers, you know, have that are just so tough with deep violation of, of values and, you know, walking away from so many things. But for us, um, we, we literally had to reinvent our parenting. Mm-hmm. We felt very comfortable. We'd invested two decades of our life with, you know, with our kids. So we kind of got it down by now. And then we had to reinvent it and, the fascinating thing was we didn't know what we were doing, but they didn't know also. Right. Know how to an adult, but they didn't know how to be an adult. Yeah. And so we've kind of grown up together, if you would.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: love that. You know, I got to read the contents. Um, I, was, I was at an event the other weekend where I, I gave a message on a lake of 400 people, and they were all in their boats because they were COVID friendly, right? So they all pull in, and I gave a message. And I was talking to one of the leaders, and I told him I was going to interview you today. And he said, I want to know what's in that book. And this is, ladies, this is what you need to hear. You need to get this book, ladies. I don't care how old your kids are or if your kid, I mean, your parents need to hear this. But under the contents, the very first chapter, I absolutely love this. You're fired. That's the first content. You're fired. The second is, keep your mouth shut and the welcome mat out. The next is, why is my kid taking so long to grow up? Not that I'm relating to this, kids. Shelly, Ben, don't get offensive as I talk about this. <laughs> How to raise an entitled adult child or not. Mm, a a failure one. to launch. When your, chi- your grown child violates your values. Can we rest on that a little bit on the second part? We're going to do this in two parts, friends. Part one and part two. Um, the high cost of money, in-laws, step families, and the blend. It's potty time with the grandkids. And I know that Linda can speak to that, too. Mm-hmm. So um, I have to tell you under your fired would you just briefly touch on that for our listeners why you started the book with that
3: well because we keep trying to parent our kids the way that we parented them when they were 10 or, or 16 and now they're an adult so you can't treat them in a parent-child relationship you're still a parent you're still mom mm-hmm,
2: you're still
3: right parent. but you've got to be able to change it to a more of an adult to adult relationship so sure you're a parent but now uh you know you just can't give them all that mm-hmm. advice that you wanted to give them and you can't you, because they, they want their freedom. Yeah. And at the same time for us, we have to, as we kind of reinvent that, what we're doing is we're, when you're fired, you're giving them the passport to adulthood because the bottom line is you want them to become responsible adults. And mm-hmm. I'm going to add responsible adults who love God and to give them that passport mm-hmm. means that you now believe in them. Mm-hmm. Even if they're not acting like adults, They've still got to be able to take it on. How did we learn? We learned by our mistakes and our, you know, mishaps and, you know, our, you know, fallen down. Well, that's how they're going to learn, too. And it's not easy because we know that most of the time I know the answer, you know, and I'm the one who always says, um, you know, well, why does she need to go to Europe to, you know, find herself? I have all the answers right here. It's a lot cheaper. Just come and see me.
0: You know, why can't they figure that out? You know, I've been asking myself that, too. And, ladies, if you're just listening, my name is Shugbury. You are listening to the best show there is, just got to tell you. It's called Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. And we got a topic today. We have Mr. Jim Burns. And I learned something new today. I did not know that at HomeWord.com, just the way it sounds, HomeWord.com, that you guys carry some of the most heavyweight, the biggest number of parenting classes. Is that what you said?
3: Yeah, uh, largest parenting parenting seminars in the U.S., probably in the world. Probably. Parenting wow. seminars.
0: You guys go to his website. It's awesome. I did do that. Um, so I want to camp just for a minute, Linda. If you hang on with me. Keep on um, Chapter 2, keep your mouth shut in the welcome mat out. Hey, Jim, I used a couple of your tips in it with my kids. Hey, kids, do you know when we talked to the other day on the phone and I didn't ask the typical questions like, like uh, how's work and how's that project going and have you found a new job? I learned from Jim in his book, Keep My mouth Shut, and Let's Just Carry On a Happy Conversation. Jim, can you talk a little bit about that?
3: Well, they they want our input. They want us to be mentors, and they don't really want us to always give this. And so, again, the phrase is unsolicited advice is usually taken as criticism. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my wife, Kathy, we've been married 46 years. She's awesome, but she loves to give advice, and I like to fix. Well, neither one of those things work very well in the in the adult world because they don't really want much of our advice um, or they don't want unsolicited advice. Yeah, I I found yesterday was an interesting day. All three of my kids uh, and one lives in New York, but she's with us in California right now. Um, All three of my kids asked me questions where they wanted my input. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. But what I had to do was realize that if I would have given them, if I would have just said barged in and said, here's the answer to this. You know, they would have said, you know, not now, or they would take it, but it would bug them. Yeah. yeah. So what Kathy has had to say has learned is that she had to make a transition from kind of controlling and giving those and giving her suggestions to actually mentoring. And yeah. mentoring, you still give suggestions. Think about mentoring. Think about the the women in prison. I, yeah. When I was in grad school, uh, getting my master's degree at Princeton, I was I worked in prison, and what I and I mentored prisoners. I mean, it was awesome. It was incredible, but. It, what they wanted to do is they wanted to be in charge of asking the questions not just me mm-hmm. um, and so so we kind of you know back in the days i was an area director for young life years and years ago and you know we talked about earning the right to be heard well i think as as parents of adults we have to earn the right to be heard so again it doesn't mean that we're we, we have to totally keep our mouth shut it means we have to be invited in and when we're invited in you know the conversations are incredible yeah right um, but when we barge in and we're so used to doing that again we did that for you know, two decades of their life, <laughs> right. um, Whether they liked it or not, but we did it. You know, it's it's hard for us. It takes it takes some discipline.
1: You, I have a question, Jim. You know, in the book you describe adults, adult children as emerging adults, and you refer to a generation that has been created. Um, and would you elaborate on that a little bit?
3: Yeah. Well, you know, when I was doing my PhD in England, we learned that we had children. Yeah. Teen and teens are actually relatively new. I mean, my background is student ministry, so you know I worked with teenagers. But you know, 1942 was the first time we ever heard the word teenager. It was in Scientific American, the book Scientific American. So we had adolescents then. But think about it. Um, You know, Mary, the mother of Jesus, was probably 14.
2: Mm -hmm. You know,
3: because they they didn't even have the teenage. So teenage. Then you. What I learned was then we had adults and then we had elderly. But. There's a whole new study now that says we have what we call emerging adults, and it starts about age 18, goes on to 24, 25, 26, sometimes even up to 30, where they're not totally adults because they're not totally on their own. And some are. I mean, we were. Kathy and I got married right out of college and we became adults. Nobody else was going <laughs> to pay for our, you know, stuff. Uh, but that's not the norm now. So the so looking at emerging adults, which comes out of the millennials, it's just a different season so as the millennials started emerging into what we would think would be adulthood they didn't they didn't adult and so as parents a lot of times we want to treat our young adults as we did as Mm -hmm. our parents treated us but they are still in that process of becoming and not all of them so we might see one kid you know you know goes to college kind of does it on their own gets a job they get married life's good and then another one is still playing video games at home not not launching. So this whole idea of emerging adulthood is something we said was we have to be students of the culture. Mm-hmm. And so this generation of millennials and now the Gen Z, which is coming right behind them, with Gen Z, we also have to be able to say, you know what, we've got to learn their culture. Yeah. Because if we, we don't have to agree with their culture, but there's some pretty important things in there. For example, they, you know, we're using technology, but they live by technology and yeah. it's probably how many people work it's how they'll meet uh, you know some of your uh, wonderful listeners some of these wonderful women met online one out of six today sure. will, will marry online but you know, right. a, a younger generation doesn't even dawn on them that there's a, a, other options i mean there are obviously they understand other options yeah. but to them it's just one more option where a, a, a generation my age we had to kind of go what about this e-harmony is that a good thing or a bad thing where today it's not. So they use they use technology. That's where they work. That's where they shop. It's their comfort level.
0: But are so you parenting differently because of the technology? I mean, parenting is really parenting.
3: Uh, no, we're parenting differently because, mm-hmm. you know, I call it personally tailored discipleship because each <laughs> of my kids do it differently. Right. But even when it comes. Parenting. I mean, I was. I came home last night, and two of my daughters were on the couch. That's not the norm. One of my daughters is pregnant, and about an hour away, and she was. uh, I've been getting her feet massaged by her Exciting. husband. 80, 80. Pretty <laughs> cool. But the other two were on their on their phones, and I wanted to go. Hey, wait! I'm here.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, let's talk. But, right. You know, they were reading news. They were talking, and then I said, "Are you two texting each other?" <laughs> and they go, "Yeah." So that meant they were probably talking about me. Yes, you know?
1: exactly. And,
3: you know, Here dad, comes Dad. Well, he just took a walk with the dog. Where's <laughs> oh. Mom? We're hungry. Whatever it was. But the point being is, you know, one uses it a lot, and one like one is totally, uh you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, whatever. And yeah. one of them doesn't have a Facebook account, um and she's just not as tied into it. She's tied into the that's where she gets her news and you know connects. Right. But you know, so you, you do it differently. Yeah, but. You also have to understand they, their influence is different. So like with, with our kids, we tend to be quite conservative when it comes to um, our Christianity, when it comes to, you know, just elements of the culture. My kids tend to be more open-minded to other issues that are kind of like we, we go, wait, we didn't teach them that in Sunday school, and they didn't hear it from our house. Mm-hmm. And it gets into what Sug was talking about in terms of violating values. Our kids didn't violate values, but they have a different belief system. Yeah. Well, they learn that. Because they view this generation, whole generation, views um, the whole idea of of uh, what would you call it? Basically, what they what they look at is they 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 see tolerance as a form of loving, mm. and so they think we should all be tolerant with every issue. But yet, you know, you're working in, in a prison because somebody broke the law and they were put in prison, rightly so, most of the time. I'm not mm. saying every time. But they would say – I'm not just talking about my kids now, but I'm talking about this generation is saying from technology and from media, I'm so influenced by media and technology in a new world that you know, I actually have a different view than you do. So again, that's that's where it's important for us as parents to understand. It doesn't mean we have to agree with them. Mm -hmm. We can agree to disagree, but it does mean that we have to understand what is their mindset and where's their mindset coming from. Mm -hmm. We do a lot better parenting adults when that's the case.
0: Yeah, I think we're better parents when we listen more to our kids and their views and their input. You know, with a lot of the riots that are going on now and things, the unrest that we have in the world, COVID. I'm talking to my kids about it, and because of your great book, Doing Life with Your Adult Children. Uh, I kept my mouth yeah. shut and I listened, and I learned quite yeah. a bit from my kids. Yeah.
3: And, and you know what I say in that book is, listening is the language of love. Yeah. And yeah. you know that if your child is five, you need to also give them more direction at five. Mm-hmm. But it's, but listening is the language of love, and and adults feel loved when they are listened to. Yeah. And so that's what we've got to do. Even if we don't always agree, sometimes we need to bite the tongue. I've got a scar across my <laughs> tongue because <laughs> I have to bite my tongue all the time. But oh. really, when when my adult children, and even my son-in-laws, when, when I listen to them, that's when they know that I care.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I You know, last and, night we you know, sat with my oldest granddaughter and had dinner, and she's 21. So I w- we were talking about ge- the Generation Z and talking about just all the riots and the things that are going on, and I found myself actually um, being really helped by your book more more for me I've been experiencing it with all these kids right yeah. and grandkids <laughs> but it put words and it helped yeah. me be more understanding more loving more patient to listen and actually go these are the kids that are going to change the world
3: oh they are. They're, they're great kids and they do have yeah. a, they do have a different way of looking at it yes. but frankly some of the things that your 21-year-old granddaughter is thinking about as she's now Gen Z, so she's not really a, a millennial. She's right at the, she's yes. the edge of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's going to look at life differently, and she is going to change the world, and she's not going to do it our way. And yeah. if her church background is going to look differently, and her, I mean, her church situation, even church is going to look differently for her. Um, lifestyle might be different. She may be a part of that, uh, be a part of a protest that you may not choose to be a part of, or vice versa, or whatever it might be. Right. But when we listen, there is a lot we can learn from them. And yeah. listening says, like I said, that, that we love them. But also, even if you're in deep disagreement with them, you know what the number one thing they still want to know is, do you still love
2: me? Mm-hmm. So
3: we have to be able to show our kids and our grandkids that we love them sometimes, even though they are they know we don't have the same opinion. But uh, it's not going to help if we're always you know, pushing it at times. I had a great conversation with my daughter, Heidi, who's the daughter who's, who's pregnant. She's my youngest the other day. And I said, we just had a political conversation, which we don't agree on. But I said, we just had a political conversation. How cool is this? And then, you know, there was a hug. Yeah. I know we're in COVID, but we, we still hugged in our family. There was a hug and, you know, life went on. Yeah, so right. we could agree to disagree about a about a political statement and still you know, be a father who absolutely adores his daughter and she knows it, and a daughter who, at least for today, thinks that is. I'm trying to teach them the word groovy. See, that's the word you guys could do. So I get not, it. I get it. Are, going, are these people and why are they talking about? But, but I'm, I, I want her to one day say, "Dad, you're groovy." That's that's my goal in life. What can I
0: say? You know, you know, Jim Burns, you are mm. groovy. I yeah. just gotta say, yeah. you know, thank after you
2: so much. reading yeah. your
0: chapters, reading your entire yeah. book, we have so much to cover, ladies. This is only part one of part two. You know, the second show. Um, thank you, Jim, for coming on with us for the second show. You know, we are going to get deep and we're going to dig in the dirt and we're going to talk about difficult topics. We're going to talk about those kids that are leeching Mm. off of you that way too long, friends. It's time to cut them off. And I got a lot of wealthy friends, so I got to tell you, they need to listen to this, as well as what do you do? You know, I love the beige uh, uh, chapter that you talked about. If you have issues with the in law or the boyfriend or whatever, you know, ladies, if you were on YouTube, you could see me zip it. That's all I got to say. And Jim says it so much more tactfully in his book than I do. But I hate to say that we got to wrap this up. Um, Linda, would you do me a favor and pray for our listeners
1: before we close? Yes, I would love to. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you today and we thank Jim for all the work that he has done putting together this wonderful book. And I pray that the listeners will hear it. They will open up Amazon or wherever they can buy it Mm -hmm. and And download it and or order it and use it to bring glory to you, Lord, in Mm -hmm. Jesus name. Mm. Amen. 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 And friends, again, Jim Burns is the author.
0: It's called Doing Life with Your Mm. Adult Children. My favorite line keep your mouth shut in the welcome mat out. I've already encouraged this to many people to buy. And so, Jim, you have blessed us. God has blessed you miraculously. So I'm just so thankful that you have decided to come on and share. Will you hang with us as we get ready to do part two?
3: Looking forward to it.
0: Good. Ladies, this is Sugbury, And if you have never said yes to Jesus Christ, make today be the day. I mean, really, if you're in a if you're a parent, if you're an adult, doesn't matter. Life is so much better when the Holy Spirit is guiding us, equipping us, loving on us because he was the best parent out there. I love you ladies. This is Sugbury over and out.
3: Groovy.